Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book that shares the same name as this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including the one with Camille Hammond, who talks about her non-traditional route to motherhood, or last week's episode with Samantha Ramsdell, professional singer, comedian, and TikTok sensation, who shares her story about the hardship and blessings of making a career change. I hope you like this episode, and if you do, please do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire many more people. Or if you're a social media fan, please take a screenshot while you're listening and tag us at Pretty Wellness. And now... For this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Crystal Williams, the relationship chick. Whether you're recently out of a relationship, curious about your current one, or just want to hear some wholesome advice on how to connect better with yourself, Chris has plenty of good stories and suggestions to share. So please grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to introduce you to Crystal Williams, the relationship chick. Chris was always that friend who others turned to for relationship advice. Her advice was down to earth, sincere, realistic, and most of all, full of compassion with common sense. While she worked in the automotive industry for years, listening and giving sound strategic advice was truly her passion and now her calling. Throughout her life, Chris has had her fair share of ups and downs with romantic relationships. She utilizes these raw and straight-from-the-heart experiences as tools and insights for her clients. Now, whether you're single or in a relationship, married or recently divorced, or just looking for love, Chris has tons of advice for self-love, growth, and how to cut toxic patterns in relationships in life. Hi, Chris. Thank you for coming to the podcast today. Hi, Karen. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. This is such an amazing opportunity, and I'm forever, ever grateful and thankful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. I am really excited that I found you. And for all the listeners out there, we don't know each other. It's the beautiful way that the world connects as Like we all do when you've got a job and you're looking to find, in this case, I want to find inspiring stories that have some lessons attached for them or resources and tips for people. And the funny thing is, it just, you just came to me talking about relationships. Like we all have them, whether they're love relationships or friend relationships, there are several conversations that we could have all in all about relationships. But in this one, I really want to talk a a little bit about love and I want you to share your story and then what made you move forward and become this relationship expert. 
yes. Okay. Here we go. So, you know, I'm this girl and I've always grown up with the idea of like the fairy tale romance, you know, like the prince finds the girl, you know, she puts her foot on like the magical grass slipper and then they live happily ever after, you know? So I grew up with that whole mindset in my life. And, you know, as I'm going out through life, you know, I decided to focus on my career. But in the meantime, I'm seeing like all of my friends and everyone that I went to high school with and everyone that I went to college with, like they're all getting married, they're all settling down and they're having their families. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that too. So, you know, I meet this gentleman and we're dating and everything. So I thought was going amazing. And I'm originally from Michigan, and then my job brought me out to California. And then in the process of me coming to California, that's where I met my now ex-husband. And everything was just going amazing and great. And I just felt the pressure from society to get married, settle down, have children. So I think I maybe rushed (laughs) the relationship a little bit because when I look back in retrospect, I'm like, I should have taken my time. And that's why I always express to my clients, take your time. And so we get married and like, so I thought everything is going great, but as time is going on, I'm growing more and more unhappy in this relationship. And he's not valuing my ideas and my, you know, morals and values, and he's not respecting me. So I'm growing more and more unhappy or in this relationship. So I look in the mirror one day and I'm like, if I'm going through this, I'm sure that women in particular are feeling the same way in their relationships or in relationships that they just got out of. So that is when the relationship chick was born. Cause I'm like, okay, I need to help people and I don't ever want anyone to feel the way that I feel, even though I'm married I feel really, really alone. So that's how the relationship chick came about. And what did you decide to do then? You said you're feeling really alone. And Mm -hmm. my sense is, and why it sounds like you started the relationship chick is because sometimes we don't realize what's going on until we talk to others, whether they're friends, whether they're a therapist, to understand that life could be better. How did it, How did you decide that within your own relationship? And what'd you do about it in terms of you know, trying to work it out with your husband or move in another direction or get the divorce? Right. So I did everything that I could. Um, in my powers. So I'm like, let's try therapy. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't need to do therapy. You do therapy. I'm great. I'm perfect. (laughs) So I'm like, okay. Okay. So (laughs) I'm throwing therapy back out there again. So he's just like, no, 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 no. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's talk to some spiritual leaders. And he's like, well, I don't want them all in our, you know, business and things like that. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. So, you know, it turns into this whole thing. Let me talk to my mom. Let me talk to my girlfriend. And it was just getting like worse and worse and worse. So I'm like, honey bunch, we need to get some professional help. 
even though you think that everything is okay in our relationship, I'm not feeling the same way. I want us to be on the same page. So we ended up going, talking to our rabbi, and we were talking to them, getting some tips, reading some books, you know, doing like like different like couple exercises. And then he finally gave in to going to see a therapist as well. And same type of thing, you know, exercises, I like communicating and like hearing out like your other partner. And it just kind of just really wasn't clicking. And then again, that's when I turned to the relationship chick and I just started recording videos on how I felt and like what I was feeling. And that actually became, I guess, like the best therapy for myself in particular, because, you know, there was no filter and it was just me like being raw, me really expressing how I feel. And it's just like, I'm like talking to a camera and just getting everything that I've had bottled up inside of me out once and for all. And not, you know, feeling judged or not walking on eggshells because like my, you know, spouse is right next to me. And like, I wasn't afraid to say like the wrong thing. So the relationship chick in general really ended up becoming like one of my saviors because I could be like my raw and authentic self when it came to my feelings and my emotions. Well, I mean, that's incredibly powerful. I will tell people whenever they're going through whatever hardship it might be. And and for me, and it, it was cancer, is get wow. it out there, is get it out there. And it, it, to me, it's been writing and write it down. And so for those who are going through some hardship in your relationship, you don't have to jump in, in, in front of the camera necessarily. Although, can you talk to us about when you did jump in front of the camera, what it brought to you and to others? So like what it brought to me, it like brought clarity to me because I'm kind of like sorting like my feelings out. And like, like I said, like a lot of like topics that I was like holding and suppressing, you know, I was like talking about openly and freely and what I feel like it brought to other people is just like, wow, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going through like the same exact thing. And instead of, you know, coming from like, I guess, like, um, a cerebral point of view or like a textbook point of view, you know, it's just like real talk, like real everyday talk, you know, that you would have like with your girlfriends. And I felt like, you know, as you know, time went on and like the feedback that I was getting from my clients and like, you know, other people watching my videos, like, you know, it's like down home, good, you know, advice, you know, it's a very comfortable setting where it's not so and where it's not so like, okay, I'm going to sit here with a notepad and a pen and take notes like while you're talking. So it just felt like very like free flowing, very raw, very authentic. And that's what I like. And that's what I go for. Cause I don't like things scripted. I don't like things premeditated. I just want you just to really go deep inside and pull out these raw emotions. Because I feel like if you don't, you're going to constantly suppress them. And and we don't want things in, we want things out and we want to get all of that suppression and negativity out so we can allow more goodness and positivity into our lives. So like you said, for you, when you started doing these videos, it really helped you. It was cathartic because you started to talk without feeling judged, which is why a third party 
I guess it'd be a second party if you're talking to somebody yourself <laughs> is, you know, whether it's, right. it's, it's the relationship chick, a therapist or somebody who doesn't know you. And in this case, you were talking to a screen to a, a lot of people, but you didn't necessarily know who they were. It, you didn't feel as judged as much. So you could just be yourself. Exactly. Well, and I, exactly. I like how you're talking about prompts. I think when a lot of people feel stuck in a relationship, and mind you, uh, you know, this is this could be a, a friendship, right? Again, relationships are relationships. When you you feel stuck, you don't know, uh, or you're just used to it being the way it's been. That to have, you know, prompts of things to think about and then talk about could really help, you know, for me, I, I, I love journaling and there is a book called the artist's way. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it, it started no. really in an, in an artist community in it. And the author, Julia Cameron ends up becoming a professor and teaching it as a course, uh, down in the Southwest. And she, it has now become a book. I think it was it was 25 or 30 years ago that it first came out. But she goes through exercises of everybody should journal for 20 minutes a day. Fill the page from top to bottom. And, and what it happens is you get out all these thoughts and emotions that you wouldn't ordinarily, like, because you know you need to write. And maybe you're writing, I don't know what to need write right now. I'm not sure, but I'm a little bit stressed out. But why am I stressed out? You start to really kind of probe yourself. And ultimately, you you begun, begin to get accustomed to tools that can help you tap into that raw emotion, which it sounds like that's what you were trying to do in terms of navigating through your divorce. Now, can you talk to us about, so you went to therapy, you were working on things together. Where did that lead? Well, it really didn't lead anywhere. And that's the crazy part because he just kept telling me, it's all you, it's all you, you're crazy. You know, you're making this up in your mind. Um, I'm great everything's great. Um, we're fine. And I'm just really doing this just to appease you. And he wasn't really looking at it from a place like, you know, like my wife, something's like wrong. Like, why is she, you know, not acting out? Um, but like, why is she like being so emotional like with me? Or why is she like not opening up to me? Like, why is she like shutting down? You know, why have all the communication stopped? You know, why do we feel stuck in our relationship? Like, he's just like, oh, it's you. You know, I'm perfect. I'm fine. Um, yeah, you'll eventually, like, get over it. And then it just came to me one day that I cannot live like this anymore. And then I'm like, I don't want to have children with someone where I don't feel valued or appreciated or respected. And that's when I decided just to pack up my things and leave. And then when I started packing up my things and when I moved out, I want to say maybe like the next day or two, he calls me. He's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how serious this was. Let's go to therapy. <laughs> He's like, let's try and work this out. And I'm like, no, because when I moved out, I moved out on a Sunday 
Monday was a holiday. It was Veterans Day. I will never forget this day. And then Tuesday was a normal business day. And at 9.05 a.m., I get an alert on my lovely cell phone from my bank. And he cleared out all of our bank accounts. And I'm like, wow. And then he calls me and then he tells me like, now let's go to therapy. And I'm telling him, I'm like, how can you do this to me? You just like took everything that, you know, I've contributed, you know, to our funds. And then he's like, well, if you come back and if you do this with me and if we work on our marriage, then I'll put all the money back. And then at that point in time of my life, I'm like, you know what, my love, keep it. I'm good. (laughs) I don't need this in my life. (laughs) So, yes. So I left and I never looked back. And honestly, it was probably like the biggest blessing in my life. So even though I had to start all over from scratch, but from like an emotional level, from a mental level, from a spiritual level, like it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because, you know, now I know who I am as a person. You know, I have my non-negotiables when it comes to dating. I have my standards and requirements. I have my deal breakers. And, you know, it just made me like a much stronger person. And it's great because now I can help other people to, you know, find their strength as well. Now, I'd love for you to share some of your thoughts for people who are struggling with find, like finding that right relationship or figuring out what their criteria is. Because my sense would be, you know, this was a motivation for you to move on from that experience. But not, you know, everybody mm-hmm. comes from leaving a relationship or a relationship ending, coming from a different place. So what do you say generally to people when they've got to start over or start differently? Well, first of all, I say don't freak out (laughs) because I think a lot of people are afraid of like being alone, especially like if they've been in a relationship for like a number of years and, you know, if like they're newly single, they're just like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Like I'm all by myself. And then they tend to run back to that toxic, so to speak, relationship because it's comfortable. So I say like, don't freak out. First and foremost, take a deep breath and just really spend some time on you and just really focus on you, date you, love you, like fall back in love with yourself again. And, you know, pick up like some hobbies or find like a support group or like you said, journal, just really kind of like decompress for a moment. Because I know a lot of people that I've worked with, like the second, like they get out of a relationship, like they're single for like a week and then they're right back online dating or like they're right back. And this is like pre COVID, you know, like going out like to bars and clubs and trying to like pick up someone because they're trying to fill that void. So I always say really try and work on yourself and date yourself. And I call it my Swiss cheese theory because Swiss cheese has holes all in it. And I feel like if you're walking around with all these holes, you know, they're never going to get filled unless you like take the time and address them and try and like 
fill up the holes as much as possible, then take a step out, then start dating. But I feel like it's a process. Um, and then that's why, you know, it's really important to have self-care and self-love to, you know, really like focus on yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because like, for example, with, with myself coming out of a marriage, like he was a complete drainer and I like almost had to like fill my tank up because he like depleted so much out of me. And before I even started dating, I probably like took a good, like, year and a half, two years to really focus on myself. So I would say, take your time and really get to know who you are. And then through like your journaling and, you know, through like your, I guess, new self-discovery, you know, kind of have a roadmap of what you want out of your next relationship. So that's why I say, make, you know, a list of like non-negotiables, like things that is non-negotiable for you and your new relationship, you know, whatever those things may be and your standards and your requirements in your relationships. Cause that's really important and deal breakers, like things that, you know, okay, if you do this, this is an absolute deal breaker. And I feel like going into a relationship with kind of like a little blueprint, because when we go into that new relationship, you know, we see like rainbows and sunshine and like, you know, we get our butterflies that sometimes we lose sight and sometimes we get wrapped up and we start seeing like little red flags, but we start repainting those red flags and start putting those, you know, under the rug, like sweeping them like under the rug. But this way, if you kind of have a game plan, you can kind of stay on track a little bit better and you don't get so caught up, so to speak. Wow. That's what I do. I I mean, there's so many different areas that we could go with this. I like this Swiss cheese analogy that if you, and I think many of us, listen, life is busy pre COVID, you know, probably post COVID it's busy and it's full wherever stage that you're at in life, right? If you're somebody who doesn't have kids, you've probably filled it with something else. And if you're someone that has kids, we know it's filled in that direction as well. And I can imagine that anybody in life, if they, they're there's a void when your relationship ends and you may not know how to fill it. So I like this advice of, of taking your time and really trying to, I guess it sounds like do different activities that are introspective so that you can figure out what you liked and what you didn't like and what you're willing to really move forward with. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is I, I would think I don't know. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense that my, my husband is my Prince Charming. And, you know, we've said he did not only save my life once, but twice in that, uh, with the cancer. But wow. I, I, I do think that relationships you know, can be tough and that we don't, you know, even if you're in a good relationship, you want to understand, like, you don't want to lose that sense of self because really we just never know what will ever happen in life. And if you have, if you understand some of the things that really drive you or that really make you happy, that that can help become a tool in whatever happens to you in life, whether it's together in that relationship or it's separate when you're apart looking for a relationship. 
Exactly. Because I know that, you know, even like when I was married, for example, like, and then this is when I knew something was wrong. I was like getting dressed one day and I'm looking in the mirror and I literally did not recognize the person staring back at me. And I was like, okay, we have a problem <laughs> because, you know, I'm full of life. I'm outgoing, you know, I make friends, you know, I'm very social, you know, I'm just like all over the place. Right. And I noticed that, you know, like part of me, well, not part of me, but like a lot of me was just like going away and like, it was like dying. Like I didn't have that smile anymore. I didn't have that personality anymore. So when I did leave him, I was like kind of like stuck and I was like kind of lost. Like, oh my gosh, who am I? And that's what I always tell people, take time out and rediscover who you are and re-fall in love with yourself. Like every day, well, not every day, but every night before I go to bed, I always meditate. And, you know, I like to kind of like reconnect with myself, kind of go throughout the day, clear my mind and just let it all, you know, go to the wayside. And like, it has been so helpful to me. And that's why I always stress, take your time and really get grounded, you know, get in good shape, you know, physically, you know, like work out, do, you know, all your, I don't know, exercises like cardio and lifting, whatever, like get in like really good shape, you know, really get into like a really good mental space. You know, and then like if you're spiritual or whatnot, because I know like spirituality and religion played a really big part in my marriage, like, you know, get grounded spiritually, you know, and then emotionally, like know who you are, like you, you just want to like work on all areas. And that's why I tell people you have to do the work on the front end. So when you do get into that relationship, because that relationship is going to eventually come, you want to be ready. You don't want to be getting ready. You want to be pretty you know, ready and pretty solid. So you're not bringing all of this excess baggage into a brand new, awesome relationship. You know, you're just leaving that where it is. Yeah, that sounds so like really, really sound advice. Now, can you fast forward and talk to us about today? Like, what does your life look like today? And, and share a little bit more about how you live in the day-to-day with these healthy habits or, you know, like, so that your life is more full. So honestly, today I am living my best life. Okay. Like life is amazing. You know, I'm happy. I'm helping people. I found love again. And I think like, he's my person. Like he's my person. Like I found my soulmate. Um, I'm just like happier than I've ever been. You know, I really know who I am. You know, I made those lists of like non-negotiables, the standards and requirements and my deal breakers, not only in my love life, but even when it comes to like my, my friendships, you know, like, you know, I was holding on to like all these like toxic, like friendships and, you know, people that just weren't elevating me to like my, you know, greatest self, I guess, so to speak. So I let a lot of things go. And now I just really take all of my energy, all my time. I put it onto my family, myself, of course, my new love and the relationship chick, because the relationship chick, it's like my heartbeat. It's like my baby because, you know, I want to help people and I want people to reach like their full potential. So I'm in such a great, sweet spot that I'm able to help people, that I'm able to inspire people, and that I'm like a true testimony because you can bounce back from hardship and you can bounce back 
from heartbreak and that, you know, it's not the end of the world. It may take a little bit of time, but I truly feel that everything works together and everything happens for a reason. And even though I went through like a really like terrible time, but it birthed something so amazing and so beautiful to where I'm able to help other people. And that is what makes me go every single day. So and that, life is good. That <laughs> is, is a beautiful story. When we're talking fairy tales, like you said at the beginning of this interview, it wasn't necessarily, I'm sure, the way that you wanted life to be. You saw it with the, uh, like you said, with the prince walking out, they roll out the you know white carpet, we'll say red carpet, whatever, blue carpet, whatever color the carpet is, and you get whisked away on their shiny horse. That wasn't your story, but yet you've got yourself to this place where you you can hear it in your voice. You're so incredibly happy. You're passionate. You're compassionate. And you're living this life. You know, they say a lot, and it almost sounds now like we say it too much, like living our best life, living our best life. Well, what does that mean? I think to me it means like life isn't going to be perfect, but being able to find some like true joy and peace through it. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And life has just been so amazing. And I've, I've just been like so blessed and I'm just so thankful and life is good. Life is really good. And of course, like you said, like, you know, we have our, ups and our my ups and downs and, you know, my bumps in the road, but I've learned how to handle things differently. Um, I've learned how to, instead of like going into that automatic, like negative headspace, I'm like, okay, it's okay. This is just like a little period that I'm going through, but it's going to get better. Do you have any tips on on how to do that? Because I think when it comes to, I hear a lot, read a lot about self-love and people will talk about that mean girl, or at least for us women, that mean girl in your mind. Do you have any recommendations for people how to work on that in addition to, you know, your services or a therapist services? What do you suggest? You know, what I suggest is really, and this is like the honest to God truth, Sometimes it's good just to get by yourself sometimes. And that's why I meditate every single day. Um, just to kind of like, I, I use the analogy, like when you like go out of a room and turn off the light, it's like that light switch. You just like turn it off. And when that negative like self-talk comes in, just do your best just to try and immediately like cut it off, like shut it off. And just start saying like positive like affirmations like to yourself, like, I'm worthy, you know, I can do this, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, you know, and then I still do that every single day, like, of my life, and then that's why, like, I meditate, because I like to get reconnected with myself every day, because life is just so busy, and life just throws so many things at us, and you just got to get that negative talk and that negative, toxic, whatever's going on in your life out, and you want to fill it with good. So I feel like the quicker you can like tell that mean girl, like go in the corner and sit down, the better. So that's why I always say like emotionally, you have to like, you know, learn to be strong or get stronger, you know, emotionally and mentally because it can really wear on you. Well, and to your point, I think it's identifying it 
there's so many times. I, I mean, hey, I'm type A and I used to, I'm really hard on myself. And I used to think, oh, this mm-hmm. is what drives me. This is why I'm so good at X, Y, or Z because I'm hard on myself. But then you start, if you pay attention, you start listening to what you're saying to yourself or even what you're alluding to yourself. It's kind of mean. And so I think the result could still be the same, at least for me, or even better if I was a little kinder. But the first step to your point is acknowledging it and trying to isolate it or get yourself back right. into a better high headspace, which I think is, is what it sounds like meditation does for you. And it definitely does it for me as well. Right. And then every morning I go for a walk for an hour and a half. And some days, you know, we're not perfect because we're all human. You know, I'll wake up and, you know, sometimes like some of these like thoughts are like creeping into my head. So like, for example, I'm 38 and I want to be a mom so bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 38. I'm getting old. And I'm like, okay, stop. Okay. We're going to get up. We're going to go for a walk. You know, we're going to like enjoy some nature. (laughs) So I guess I meditate kind of like, like twice a day, (laughs) you know, we're going to like clear our heads. We're, you know, we're not going to worry about that. Everything's going to happen in its due time. So yeah, it's, it's like a lot of like self-talk as well. And like you said, identifying the problem and cutting it off right at the root. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is I almost said this with a a previous podcast guest and then I didn't, but now I have to say it. Do you know that of all the, the episodes that I've done, and at this point I've done over 30 of them, that so many people so many people talk about nature and how it's healing because everybody I've interviewed has some sort of hardship or expertise in the space, what we're discussing. And so many people talk about how nature can be so healing. So when you're stressed out, even just a change of location, even just for somebody that may live in a small apartment in a, in, you know, a big city, you, maybe it's not as easy to go outside, but have a room where you've got a ton of plants and take in that nature and be in the stillness is, it sounds huge. I, I mean, it's amazing that all of these guests with different backgrounds, so many of them are saying the same thing. So I think for the listeners out there, wherever you are at life and whatever struggle that you might have is, is taking a momentary, like, hey, listen, I wish I could take an hour and a half walk. Um, you you know, you are, are lucky and blessed in the sense that that works with your life. I will tell other people, though, I just read in the New York Times a few weeks ago about uh, a feature about how even walking 11 minutes when you've been sitting at your desk all day can provide some health benefits. So if you're listening right now, please know if you've got the hour, hour and a half, that's terrific. But if you don't, finding a few bits of pockets of time can really be beneficial for your headspace and for your overall health. Absolutely, yes. And it has helped me so much. And, you know, it's good because it gets like everything like moving and going and like circulating like, in my body. And I just love it. And so I go like every morning, like around like 30, 7 o'clock in the morning. So it's really like nice and quiet. Everything is still. And like the, you know, air is like nice and fresh because not as many people are out because yeah. I live in California. So, <laughs> and um, amazing. it's just like, whew. Yeah. So I do it every single morning and it has done wonders in my life. Let me tell you. Well, and I will say I really do. I try and walk as much as I can. Being in Connecticut, the weather is not quite as nice, but even so 
think when you're outside, you notice different things. And I think so when you're, you know, if you're stressed out and you've got a lot on your mind, I think you take in whatever you see. And when you're sitting in the same place, it, it, it's hard to do that, right? To notice the things around you. So I will tell you another thing that has been huge for me in terms of like healing and moving forward has been having a gratitude practice. And those who know me on Pretty Wellness or who have been following the podcast know that gratitude and having this gratitude practice has been huge in terms of my life. And it's something that we started what we call the grateful game with my son when he was nine a few years ago. And I thought, oh, it's a nice way for us to go to bed. I didn't really think much of it other than, yes, I had been reading in wellness medical journals about how they're starting to talk about some of these other, call them intangibles, that can help us on the road to healing. So we tried it. And it ended up being this beautiful regimen that my son and I still do three years later. And so I was wondering if you, Chris, would join me in playing the Grateful Game. Oh my gosh, absolutely. This sounds amazing. Well, great. So we had most podcasts doing this as well. And again, why I do it is because it's a great way some of the topics that we talk about are really intense. And even for the listeners right now, maybe we've hit a hot button and and I want everybody to leave in a place and know that there are tools out there to help you live a happier life. And even when my days, even my hardest days with cancer are just living life, when I end it or when I take a moment and I tr- think about what I'm grateful for, it really does bring a smile to my face and a little bit of positivity. So what we do is literally we give ourselves a certain amount of time. I'll give us about 45 seconds and we mention what we're grateful for and why. And what my son and I is we do it for the day. Because obviously I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the house over my head. I am grateful for so many things that are really important to me. Uh, But what we found is sometimes the little things, when it's been a really hard day, looking at the little things can be, you know, make you laugh a little bit or smile and know that there's hope that tomorrow can bring that as well. So I will kick it off and I will go my 45 seconds and I'll toss it to you. I am going to say, say that today I am grateful for green tea and matcha. I am a huge tea drinker, but uh, I don't drink a ton of matcha. And I, I had some delivered with my groceries the other day. And so I created a new matcha latte with oat milk. And it was really good. And it was something different. It was soothing. And green tea has so many powerful healing components that I'm grateful for that. I had this morning today. I am grateful for, you know, I'm going to say the silly little art that my kid has made for me through the years. And I have saved, not all of it, quite frankly, if you're a parent, you know, you get a lot of it. But there are a few things that I put aside and I saved and then I went back and I found them and I've like been decorating my office or different rooms with it because it kind of connects me to love. And whenever I walk by and I see this mug that's broken that says mom with these fun colors on it, uh, it makes me smile because he made it a few years ago. So that's my over 45 seconds. I'm going to toss it to you. Well, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I am grateful for 
today for my candles. So I'm a huge candle lover. And yes, I love, love candles. I have them burning all the time. And they're just so pretty and they just give off such a beautiful fragrance. And it just kind of like takes me to like, ah, like a really nice, nice place. So I'm very thankful for my candles. And I'm also very, very grateful for my Spotify, like, because I'm a music lover as well. And um, I just love like putting on like a great playlist and just listening to it and just connecting to it. So um, I love a lot of classical music. And um I'm listening to like the violin and like the cello oh. and they're playing like po- like popular songs and it's just so, so beautiful. And I'm just really grateful for that. And this podcast, I'm grateful Yay. that you have me on today. Yes. Today has been so amazing. So those three things is what I'm grateful for today. <laughs> well, you won because I had two and you had three, but as I always say, it is not as my mom, I should say, you should give her credit. She always said like, it's, it's not always about winning or losing it's how you play the game and so in this case my son would argue with me that he always wants to win his baseball games however I also am the one out there that's saying but have fun too and in this game the grateful game since I guess it's it's our game we can make the rules to me it's not about winning it's about being able to have a tool so all you listeners out there if you would I would love for you to try and play this game at home yourself make it work for you it doesn't have to be at night before bed it could be in the morning when you wake up you can do it with kids or if you don't have kids you could do it with a friend it's just a way for us to look at the positive things that are going on in our life because again like I said to me that always brings hope for a better day tomorrow and into the future so thank you Chris so much for being here today this has been so much fun and enlightening. And I hope the listeners out there that you got something out of it and that you will follow her and get to know her. Chris, where can people connect with you? Okay. So you can connect with me on all social media platforms at the relationship chick. And you can also go to my website, which is the relationship So like, follow, subscribe, send me a DM. I will get back to you. And that's where you can find me on my videos, everything. Again, thank you. And I can attest to that because we reached out to her and pitched her and she got back right away. And you are a, a, a beautiful beacon of light. I love your positivity. And again, for all the listeners out there, I hope that you've enjoyed this or you've taken something from it. Um, we're meant to hopefully provide a little information and inspiration to help you find a little bit of joy during whatever journey you may have in life. So I'm sending out big virtual hugs to all of you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. As we say at the top, as we say through the interviews, and if you listen to a ton of podcasts, you know the importance of rate, reviewing, and subscribing. So please, if you leave us a review, it helps us with our podcast ranking. Truly, the higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And so many of us podcasters out there, we work so hard at our craft. So I would be so honored if you share this with your friends, tell us about it, whether it's this episode or another one, I would be incredibly grateful. And now, my quick parting words. Today, Chris spoke a lot 
obviously about relationships. She shared how being in a toxic or negative one can be incredibly draining, whether it's your significant other or even just a friend. On the flip side, relationships that bring you joy and happiness can really help you not only through a hard time, but enjoying the day-to-day. I know, that's a little bit like, duh, this totally makes sense. But the question is, do we prioritize our time with people who bring us that good energy and help us feel good about ourselves? So take a minute to think about this. And I encourage you to reach out to someone that is a positive emblem in your life and say hi, even if it's just a simple text to let them know you're thinking of them. Truly, these small acts can help them and bring a smile to your face as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.